do you let in your home? Your apartment, condo, home, cardboard box, depending, maybe you're not doing well. But all seriousness, who do you let in there? Anybody? Is there some kind of at least quick vetting process? In fact, you're probably sitting there looking at the television right now saying, uh, not even really a vetting process. I don't let anyone in my home unless I've invited you over. I understand that. Same way. Same way here. My goodness, if I haven't invited you over and you come knocking, you might end up with a gun in your face in my house. That's how we do things in the Kelly home. Guard it. Strictly. So you probably do the same thing on some level. Why, though? Why are you like that with your home? Why am I like that with my home? I love it. I love it. I love the people in it. I like the wife, the kids, the food, the books, my recliner. I, I treasure the things that I keep in my home. Because I treasure them, everyone can't come in. Same reason as you, it's not complicated. So what does any of this matter? What am I talking about? The border. The border is one of those things, it's a great litmus test when you talk to people, and here's why. You'll get people, not just the full-blown communists, but you'll get people even on the right who will say things, well, I'm an immigration squish. Oh, I don't, I don't think we should deport any, not just anyone, only the, only the bad criminals. Why? It's not because they're nice. It's because they don't love the country. It's really that simple. You control access, strictly control access, to everything you actually love. It's the fact. You do. Why do Democrats in this country, the Biden administration especially, why do they not just want the border open, they actively make sure it is open? They are, they are not, it's not an accident. They are making sure we're being flooded with illegal immigrants. Why? Well, they hate the country. I mean, we can go down the long line of, oh, they want to look good or this demographic. It's, no, it, they don't wake up any day like you wake up or I wake up and have any love of America going through their body. In fact, they despise it, so they want it flooded with illegal immigrants. I mean, you, you understand right now, right now as we speak, your money, you probably went to work today, or you're going to work today, depending on your schedule. Uh, you're going to get paid for that, Lord willing. Part of your money that the government is stealing out of your paycheck from your day of work today is going to making sure we don't build a wall on the border. That's real. Biden administration is doing that, spending a fortune every day to stop the wall from being built. You went to work today to pay to make sure your country gets flooded with illegal immigrants. You ever think about that? I do. I'm in the same boat. I love the first, as you know. Let me say whatever I want. They still pay me to be here. Right now, while I do this show, I'm paying to have my country be overrun with illegals. That's a sober reality, isn't it? And if you think that's sober, you should talk to the men and women on Border Patrol who I talk to, and the men and women in ICE who I talk to. You think the news stories you see here on the first are sad, and they are. The private stories, the private frustrations of these people, it would drive you crazy. I would look. These are the things they'll say on camera. They're basically Uber drivers now. You guys are shuttle service now, huh? Really? What's that? No one patrolling the border. We just show up and just start grabbing people with backpacks. Really? How many like this a day? Over a thousand. 
over a thousand per day. A day. That guy right there. And I know because I have several friends on the Border Patrol. That guy right there signed up to be part of the Border Patrol because he loves his country. He wants to protect his borders. And rest assured, that is patriotism, believing your country to be a sovereign place and wanting your borders to be protected. And now that guy, every single day, gets up. Don't know if he has a family, but if he does, he kisses him goodbye, and he goes to work to load illegals up in a van to be driven inside the United States of America and released. That's what's happening right now. I, honestly, I, I know there's a ton of news stories, a ton of scandals out there. We don't talk about it enough, and I talk about it a lot. What's more devastating than that? The border has been overflowing since Joe Biden got elected. You remember during the primary, he flat out told them, surge the border, come on in. And then since he's been elected, after that surge did happen and we've been flooded, he continues to make public statement after public statement, basically inviting them here. Or now that he's getting nailed on, uh, we're being overwhelmed, what's the plan for it? We still don't get a plan to stop it. We get some weird thing they roll out about uh, addressing the root cause. Border security, Gov, we're working a lot with the neighboring countries. A lot to do. There's a lot. I think one of the fundamental things we got to do, in addition to some of the changes we'll make, we don't get into today, but is that if we figure out why they're leaving in the first place, it's not like people sit around and say in, uh, in Guadalajara, I got a great idea. Let's sell everything we have, give it to a coyote, take us across the border, leave us in a desert when a country doesn't want us, we don't speak the language. Won't that be fun? Um, you know, there's a, there are gangs we're working on, there's a whole lot of illegal uh, um, movement, but uh, there's also a way to begin to deal with the reason they're leaving in the first place. What? And look, we all know what he was saying there. Joe, we're, the border's being overrun. The border's flooded. What are you going to do about it? Well, I mean, I can tell you what we're going to do about it. We'll get to that another time. But let's just pause right there. Why are you getting to it another time? Uh, how about right now? What are you going to do about it? But of course, we all know what he's doing. He's not going to do anything about it. So well, I can't get into specifics right now. Another time uh, when the wife asks why I forgot to take the trash out. Look, there are a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Like we'll talk about that next week or something. We all know what he's going to do. He's going to do nothing. Well, we're, we're going to address the root cause. How are we going to do that, Joe? Anyone ever ask him these things? Going to make Guatemala a robust economy out there? Going to go dead, go ahead and clean up El Salvador? Yeah, it's just right on the verge of making it. Just a little bit more American money and no illegals will come up here anymore. They use that root cause crap as an excuse to not do anything. And you have to feel for the Border Patrol agents. I mean, they are fed up. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. We all signed up for We all raised our hand. It's kind of hard to say that. To defend the Constitution, not the It's not hard to say it. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. We say, we say the same thing, but it seems like the policy's not... You're getting bogged down in the policies of the politics. You say illegal alien. We can sit here and argue about it till we're blue in the face, right? I've been doing this job as long as y'all. That's the problem. 
What's that? That's the problem, Chief. For, for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's I exactly can't hear that. For evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's exactly what's happening there. Good men are doing nothing. You're allowing the legal aliens to be dropped off the communities. You are doing something. No, sir, we're not. You can hear it in their voice. The things they're telling me privately are even more heartbreaking. And look, let's bring up something else. The vaccine mandate. There are a lot of these guys who don't want to get vaccinated. They're getting kicked out now. So not only are we short on Border Patrol agents, not only are the ones we have not allowed to do their job, we're now going to be kicking a bunch of them out. That's where we're at now in this country. And I want to make sure you understand something. Because this, is, this part may get a little uncomfortable. Don't worry, it's always going to be a family show. But I, I want to make sure you understand. We do have real-life monsters coming across our border. We do. When Donald Trump got up a long time ago, you remember, and he said, oh, we got uh, drug traffickers and rapists and murderers and criminals. I know the media got really mad about that, but that's a fact. You read the rap sheet on some of these people, it looks like a demon has, has come across the border. And human trafficking, we use that word a lot, human trafficking, and I know it's not a bright, shiny word, but I don't think people really understand what that means. That's the modern-day slave trade. We have a modern-day slave trade pouring across our southern border. What kind of people are coming and running with that slave trade? Oh, this lovely young lady here. Gonna close the door. You stay right there before we move. Hey, 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 calm down. Hey, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Back up. Back up. Back up. Hold on. Hey, get your foot back in there. Get your foot back in there. Get your foot back in there. Ma'am. Ma'am, we're going to have to tase you. You're not going to like that. I don't understand what you're telling me. That's who's coming. That's one of the people doing it. And what they're doing to the victims, I'm not going to go into tonight. And let's also remember we have poison in the name of fentanyl pouring across our border. 2021 overdose deaths topped 100,000. And that border remains open on purpose. This is not accidental. This is not a, whoopsie, spilled the milk. This is being done on purpose. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Bark Morgan joins us next. Hang on. It's unsustainable. Uh, these numbers cannot continue. We cannot um, get to a point where we were a couple weeks ago, and we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. We're looking at the policy options. Joining me now, Mark Morgan. He's the former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Mark, okay, that's DHS secretary admitting privately, of course, that it's unsustainable at the border. And I know this may sound like a dumb question. It probably is, but what does that mean, unsustainable at the border? It's never been sustainable, so is there some kind of breaking point of some kind coming? No, look, we're, we're way past that, Jesse, you're right. You know, really, the, the Biden administration broke our border on day one. I mean, with the stroke of a political pen driven by pure ideology uh, um, you know, agenda, uh, he, he took the most secure border in our lifetime, 
and destroyed it all. And Secretary Mayorkas, I refer him as the chief architect of open board policies. Look, it's all, what he says now is of no moment because the borders are in fact wide open and they're not doing a single thing to secure our borders. Mark, you underneath President Trump, obviously there are a lot of people involved in it, did manage to secure the border, as you just pointed out. I never thought that would actually be done in my lifetime. And as a border hawk, that made me stand up and cheer. Can you tell us, I mean, make us smarter. How, how did that happen? Yeah, look, a common sense approach. And here's a key that, that President Trump did. And this is not a right or left thing. Look, I've served this country for 35 years, six administrations, both Republican and Democrat. So this is not a political statement. What President Trump did that so many presidents have not is he actually listened to the expert. He actually listened to the men and women on the front lines of the border. And he asked them, what do you need to do your job effectively and safely? And they told him. And shocker, here's what's key. He actually listened and then he delivered. And he delivered with a network of tools, authorities, and policies that gave the men and women on our front lines the ability to do their job to secure the border and protect our homeland. And again, with a stroke of a political pen, the Biden administration dismantled every bit of that. Okay, Mark, as you said, you're not a, a political guy. You've served under Republicans, served under Democrats. So help me under, I, I'm a far right winger. Everyone knows that, but I want you to help me understand why? Why would a Democrat, Joe Biden, why, why would Joe Biden, Democrat probably doesn't matter, come in and undo everything that was working? Help me make sense of it all. You've served under both. Yeah, look, th this this took me a while to get, Jesse, because I, I, I didn't want to believe what the inevitable, inevitable conclusion shows, uh, you know, of my 35 years. And look, at the end of the day, what they're doing that's negatively impacting every aspect of our public health, uh, uh, security and, and safety and national security. The only conclusion that makes sense is they see a perceived political benefit from their open border policies. You know, look, either through uh, they're going to see an increase in house seats, because remember, illegal aliens are now counted as part of the census. And two, they believe that every single illegal alien that they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. And the last element that I've seen in this administration that I've never seen to this degree in my 35 years is the ideologue. There are so many ideologues in this administration that are driven by their personal ideology and not as what in the best interest of this country, like Secretary Mayorkas. Okay, he seems, when it comes to border stuff, he seems a lot worse than Barack Obama. Is that an outrageous thing to say? Am I just having a really short-term memory here? Because he seems so much worse than even Obama was. No, you're absolutely right, Jesse. Look. Even before, I remember in October of, of uh, 2020, you know, I was out there saying if, if, the, if the campaign, the Biden campaign, if they won and any administration does what they said they were going to do, and of course they have done, uh, you're going to see the, the 2019 crisis, for example, and what we saw in the uh, Biden administration, the Obama administration, I mean, pale in comparison. And that's exactly what has happened. This is by far the worst catastrophe on our southern border in modern history. And you just have to look at the facts, right? So two, over 2 million encounters in 12 months, 600,000 gotaways that have evaded apprehension, many of them gang members and criminals, again, the most in history, the most uh, uh, unaccompanied minors in a 12-month period in our history, 100,000 drug overdoses in a 12-month period, the most in our history. I could go on and on. This is absolutely the worst catastrophe on our southern border in our lifetime, Jesse. 
Mark, let's rewind for just a second. You brought up Trump listening to the experts and, and did some things. What specifically did he do? I'm sure it wasn't just build the wall. I understand walls are very effective, but what other, what else did he do? Well, and I agree with you I, I, on your wall statement, but I think it's it's a microcosm of, of the president's approach. Look, I used to, you know, they used to call that, that President Trump's wall, and I would always push back. I said, that's not President Trump's wall. It's America's wall, and, and it's the Border Patrol agent's wall. They asked for it. He asked, and they said, Mr. President, we need a wall. He was simply delivering what they asked for. But a couple other very important policies. One was the Remain in Mexico program. One of the largest loopholes along our, in our immigration system is, is that you, if you broke into our country and you had a kid in tow, that was your automatic passport in the United States. The law were broken. There's nothing that we could do. We had to release them. You know, that, that's how Catcher really started. The Remain in Mexico, so we brought that to President Trump. And he said, like we all said, that makes no sense. He goes, we got to fix that. And that's what we did through his direction and his edict. And that's how the Remain in Mexico program uh, came to light. And it closed that loophole. By February of 2020, you saw a 75% reduction in illegal immigration. And that's just one example of a network of policies and authorities that he provided us. Golly, I missed that. All right, Mark, this is, I guess, the million-dollar question, maybe the America-changing question. We had 2 million people come into this country last year. We didn't get rid of very many of them. We have rumors of midnight flights around the country, sometimes to swing states like Pennsylvania. Do we have any grasp at all where these people are going? And if we don't, why don't we? How can that not be public knowledge? Yeah, so the answer is no. And let's keep, let's keep in mind, let's put some numbers through this. Of those 2 million encounters, between what Border Patrol and ICE has released, you're looking at well over 8 100,000 were intentional release into the interior United States. And keep Ooh. in mind, that's that's in addition to the 600,000 that broke in that evaded apprehension. So you're looking at 1.4 million were either intentional release or broke in or now in every town, city, and state. And the truth is, is that once they're flown, at, uh, almost all of them at taxpayers' expense, the truth is they don't know where they're at for sure. Because one, a lot of times we don't even know who these individuals are and they give us fake addresses. And even once they go to an address, sometimes they move and they don't tell ICE, they don't tell anybody. So in the 12 month period, I would say a good portion of these that this administration has no idea where they're at. Golly. Mark, Mark Morgan, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you. You bet, Jesse, anytime. Maybe the most stunning thing I've heard, get this, we ask them where they want to go. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, it's not funny. We ask them where they want to go. People who come here illegally are then asked, where'd you like to go? Golly. All right, my friend Alan West joins us next. April alone, Mr. President, 170,000 people, migrants, apprehended at the border. It's a 20-year record. There are 22,000 unaccompanied children in our country right now. That's a, that, that's a record. That sounds to most folks like a crisis. Well, look, it's way down now. We've now gotten control. For control? Man, that's news to me, but that's news to my friend Alan West. He's a gubernatorial candidate and a great one right here in the state of Texas. Uh, Colonel, is the situation at the border under control and nobody told me? 
<laughs> Nobody told me either, Jesse. Simplify, it's good to be with you. And, you know, Joe Biden is absolutely delusional. As a matter of fact, the numbers from uh, December uh, at the end of 2021 was 178,000 uh, apprehensions. Now, that does not include the quote-unquote getaways. And then the numbers also for January, we're starting to see a high number. And what is really down are the amount of deportations from ICE. Uh, we saw that a 70 to 71 percent decrease in deportation. So you have the highest amount of border crossings, uh, somewhere between 2.5 to 3 million last year, uh, 70 to 71 percent decrease in deportations. But this is going according to plan for the Biden administration. They wanted an open borders policy. They wanted an open borders agenda, completely violating uh, the Constitution of the United States of America. And we're not doing anything about it down here in Texas. Texas, our border communities are living in fear and in terror. And look at the fentanyl issue that we have, that drug trafficking crisis, the human and sex trafficking crisis right here in Texas, the public health crisis. So we've got to resolve this and rectify it. Okay, Colonel, it seems very, very intentional what Joe Biden did, because under President Trump, that was a pretty stinking secure border. What policies did he reverse that are hurting us so bad here? Well, number one is the Remain in Mexico policy uh, that they reverse. And even though they have been ordered by the court to, uh, to stop this, they have not done so. The catch and release policy. You know, we are having flights that are, being, that are taking off out of Texas. Most recently, over the Christmas holiday season, six flights that flew out of Texas to Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I think Joe is originally from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Is he okay? with flights of illegal immigrants landing there. We know about Westchester County, New York, Jacksonville, Florida, and also uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And who knows where other places that they're taking off from. We've seen the DHS and the DOD going into an agreement saying that they would use our uh, Texas military bases like Laughlin Air Base and Fort, uh, Fort Bliss, Texas, as launch pads for flights to come in and pick up illegal immigrants and fly them out. So this is just an absolutely horrible situation we have going on. Colonel, I, I, I know that it's a federal problem. It's the federal government's job, one of the few jobs it has to secure the border. But we have states like mine, like yours, Texas here. Can we do anything? Do the states have any power to step up and help Border Patrol help to help secure the border? Well, yes, we do. Uh, I mean, when you violate the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, the Guarantee Clause, it says in Article 1, Section 10, Clause number 3, exactly what the states can do if actually invaded when there is an imminent danger without any event of delay. But the problem is we have a litigator and a lawyer here as the governor of Texas that wants to say, well, the Supreme Court already said that states can't do anything when it comes to immigration. Well, we're being overrun. And I think it's time that we understand that the Supreme Court can make flawed decisions and we got to stand up and protect the state of Texas. And that's why I want us to designate the cartels as a terrorist organization, uh, revoke the licenses of these 501c3s, Catholic Charities, Lutheran Ministries. We also need to stop the taxpayer-funded benefits that go to people that are here illegally. That's six to eight billion dollars. And so those are some of the simple things. We got to empower our constitutional law enforcement officers, our sheriffs, constables, and our Texas National Guard to be able to go down there and do what the federal government's not doing. Colonel, when it comes to Mexico, when it comes to Central America, it's, it's been a mess for a long time. It's just these are corrupt countries, and there are a lot of people who don't want to live in a corrupt country, and I get that. 
Is there anything we should be doing to try to improve that situation? I don't want Mexico to be a narco state. I freaking love Mexico. I love the whole place. How do we yeah. fix that? Can we? Well, I think that you had stronger leadership in Mexico prior to this president who has taken a very acquiescing uh, tone and, uh, and really sentiment with the, uh, the cartels, like I said, a terrorist organization. So the, uh, the government of Mexico really does not control the uh, border provinces along the Rio Grande River. The cartels do, it's about five or six of them. And so we have got to, like I said, see this as an insurgency. We're not fighting a business organization, we're fighting an insurgency, much the same as you and I saw overseas in Iraq, Afghanistan, and what have you. And that's the approach that we have to take at the state level. And hopefully, you know, we can get a change of leadership at the federal level, but right now states got to step up and we will in the state of Texas. Colonel AOC chose to grace our state with her presence. She had this to say while on stage. Will happen. The only question is when, Jackson. The only question is when. The state will turn blue. It's going to happen with the feet of San Antonio and Austin. It's going to spring down to Laredo. It's going to go up to Houston and to Dallas and to all across the state. Okay, Colonel, obviously I like Texas being red. I'd prefer it stay that way. I understand we do have imports from all over the country, including states like California. Should I be worried? Because I'll be honest with you, I do get worried. Well, no, you should not be worried. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, do not worry. Uh, and when you look at AOC, she was down there campaigning for two very leftist, progressive socialist candidates to go up to the uh, United States Congress. Joe Biden has an approval rating somewhere between 30 to 35 percent in the Hispanic community here in Texas. So they don't want to have more leftism. They don't want to see the, the failed socialist states that they uh, don't want to be a part of in Central America or Latin America, period. They want safety and security on the borders. They want to have safety and security in their communities. No defunding the police. They want better education and economic opportunities. Everything that the candidates that she is supporting, they're against. So they're going to see uh, exactly what happened in November 2020. The Rio Grande River Valley flipped. And you've got two great uh, Hispanic female candidates down there in the Rio Grande Valley that are going to make a big difference. One of them came real close in 2020. I think she's going to win it. And we've got another, Myra Flores, uh, who is also running. Keep our fingers crossed. Colonel Allen West, thank you so much, sir. My pleasure. All right. We have Sheriff Mark Lamb joining us next. Well, let's talk to someone who experiences it every day. What, what's going on with illegal immigration? What does it actually look like on the ground? We can cite all these statistics and captures and releases and all these things. I mean, it's not hard to find numbers on it, but what's it look like? Joining me now, Sheriff Mark Lamb. He's, of course, Sheriff of Pinal County, Arizona, frequent guest on the show. Sheriff, thank you for coming back. First of all, in a given day, when you catch illegal immigrants, is this an everyday problem? Is this a once a month problem? Is it a once a year problem? How often are you having to round up illegal immigrants in your county? Well, Jesse, thanks for having me on again. Uh, it's every day. Not only is it every day, it's multiple times a day. Just to give you an idea, one of my canines who we use as interdictors, we have so much problems on the freeways, uh, the I-10, I-8 freeways, and then through our deserts that we use our canines as interdictors 100% of the time. 
Um, one of the guys had seven traffic stops in one shift. All seven of them were human load vehicles. And we typically yep. average about three human load vehicles per deputy per shift that, that worked that interdiction area um, along the highway. So yeah, this is an everyday thing. And that doesn't include what we do with our aviation unit out in the desert, our anti-smuggling guys who were constantly working. We had 15, a group of 15 we captured early this morning. Um, at 10 o'clock this morning, our helicopters were assisting with the never large group out in the desert. So not only is this every day, Jesse, it's many times a day. Sheriff, I, I know this is kind of an oddball question, but Pinal County, yes, it's, it's a big county, and I understand you've got some resources to work with, but you're talking about aviation units and all kinds of things. This has to be budget-busting for a sheriff's department. To, uh, this, you, you sound like you have to be equipped like the CIA. Yeah, we, I mean, honestly, we could use a lot more equipment, but you're right. The amount of equipment we have to expend to deal with a problem that is supposed to be the federal government's job. We are having to do carry their water, carry their load. And it's not the ground level guys, Jesse, you know that. The, uh, my heart goes out to those Border Patrol, CBP, ICE agents. They're doing a great job. This is a, this is a Washington, D.C. problem. This is a high up in that administration problem. Um, and it's unfortunate, and you're right. We're expending resources that we should be expending on trying to keep methamphetamine, fentanyl off our streets, um, and deal with the other crimes that we deal with on a daily basis as well. Sheriff, you mentioned human load. Obviously, I can figure out what that means, but what, what does it look like on the ground? Are they all stuffed in the back of a semi-trailer? Where are they coming from? What's the, what are these human loads? Well, I wish I would have sent you a picture earlier. There's different types of human loads. We have what's called French fry loads, which they were literally, it looks like a box of French fries with everybody standing in the back of a pickup truck. Um, probably oh. 20, 30 people standing in the back of a pickup truck. So we call those French fry loads. We'll see them in like you all trucks as well. Then you'll have them in the bed of the truck land. You'll have them stuffed inside the cab of a truck or a car. Um, and sometimes it's just might be onesies and twosies. Uh, but for the most part, those human load vehicles can vary from anywhere from just a, a couple people to, to 15, 20 people shoved inside of a truck or a vehicle in the trunks, everything. And they look, the cartel has no regard for human life. And these people will take they will do anything to get to this country uh, because they want a piece of the American freedom and the American way of life. Sheriff, OK, so let's set the people, the, the, the people who are in the back aside. The actual human smuggler, the ones driving and running these things, are you at least allowed to keep in charge these guys? Are these guys all going to prison for a very long time? I mean, this is the human slave trade, the modern human slave trade they're running. I wish I could tell you they were, Jesse, but I, the majority of them don't. Now, we do turn them over to Border Patrol, and where we can charge them with state charges, you better believe it. We charge them with it. Um, unfortunately, the judges don't always hold them. And I don't know what, you know, the feds do with them once we turn them over to the feds. They probably get a federal charge and told to come back to court at some point. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I, you know, in that sense, we do feel like sometimes we're letting the American people down uh, because you're right. They should be going to jail for a long time. Uh, trafficking humans is probably one of the worst things that you can do. Sheriff. 
Beyond the human smugglers, who, who are these people who are coming? Are they all drug dealers? Are they all workers? Are they all maids? Who, who is coming here? Like, we're trying to, it's hard to figure out exactly who's who, what's what, and where are they coming from? It's my understanding from my Border Patrol friends that less than half are actually from Mexico now. They're from more Central America and other countries. Who is coming here? Jesse, they're coming from everywhere. There's over 160 plus countries that have been represented where people have been apprehended from those countries. You've got Middle Eastern countries. You've got the Southern, you know, the, the, the what they call the Triangle countries, which are your Central America, Northern uh, South America. And you're right, less, I think it's 30 or 40% of them are actually from Mexico. We're seeing more and more people from all over the, from all over the world coming here. Um, Russians, they caught 2,000 Russians on the border. Um, they just released a, a Middle Eastern guy who was born in uh, Venezuela, but he was from Lebanon. They, the, our government released him out into the public. So they're coming from everywhere and they all have their different reasons, but the reason they're coming is because this administration has failed the American people with absolutely horrible border policies and they're doing a, t they're doing a huge disservice to the American people. As, as for a sheriff, what is the difference on the ground? What, what is the difference between a Donald Trump presidency and how it's been underneath Joe Biden? Did, did, did you feel like you were working more closely with, closely with the federal government before? What has been the difference? Oh, it was night and day. Night and day different. Um, and it's almost like it just completely, the lights were shut off on January 20th, 20th of 2021. We had a great working relationship with Donald Trump, President Trump and his administration. They were constantly reaching out to us. We, I went to the White House 10 times as a sheriff under the Trump administration. Why? Because he cared what sheriffs had to say. He, he respected law enforcement. He stood behind us. He supported us. And then that stopped immediately. They stopped uh, communication. I haven't had any meetings with anybody from Washington uh, that they've come here to find out what I need or how they can help me. It, it, it was it's a night and day difference lines of communication completely severed and the amount of work has gone up a hundredfold okay do you have any help from the federal government right now we do have a department of homeland security we do have border patrol are they ignoring you completely do you have any kind of a liaison at least you get to deal with now give me some kind of hope the hope you get is that we still have great ground level guys within the border patrol and within ICE, yeah. and we work very well with those guys. They're still out on our helicopters. We're doing, we're out looking for guys in the deserts. We're working with them every day. The hope is that those guys are awesome. They do a great job. But you know, look, we, and we put a failed police chief in charge of border patrol, and we expect to see results. He wasn't pro uh, border security when he was a police chief in Tucson. And now all that sudden, that guy's in charge of the border patrol. Thank goodness the ground troops are so far away from Washington. We're stable to, able to work well with those guys. And uh, so there is some hope there. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's put Sheriff Mark Lamb in charge of the border. What do you do? What are we missing? Well, first of all, you have to cripple the cartels. You've got to go after them. You've got to treat them like the terrorists that they are. Um, the things that they do, the videos we see that the average American doesn't see, they have zero regard or respect for human life. They rape women, they use children as pawns, they extort men, um, they kill each other on the other side, they behead each other. I mean, they, they, these are awful people, very evil. And so you've got to do what you can to cripple them. We've got to do a hard shutdown on the border. 
it's 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 you know we're faced with difficult choices all the time in law enforcement and our government's gonna have to make some difficult choices and it's man-made they brought it on themselves but they're they're horrible border policies but they've got to fix it and you, it's like mopping the bathroom floor if you don't turn off the the tub the water's just going to keep overflowing and you can mop all day long you're never going to get anywhere and so we've got yeah. to do a hard down get it under control and get congress and senate to actually do some some uh work there and pass some common sense immigration if you don't like the way it is then get to work and pass some common sense immigration and do right by the american people instead of bickering and fighting and allowing the president to just pass one executive order after another. Sheriff, thank you so much for what you do. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse. All right, we got final thoughts. Next. The border is not just something down south. It's, it's easy if you don't live down on it to kind of forget about it. That's a border. I know there are some illegals coming in. They're remaking our country. They're remaking our country on purpose. It is not good for a country to be filled up with people who have no loyalty to it. We already have enough of those who are homegrown. Do we need millions more? Of course we don't. It goes way beyond just that, though. We're talking about people's lives, the drugs coming across, killing Americans. We're talking about the human slave trade that's taking place across our southern border for a society supposedly so interested in slavery and taking care of slavery, the ills of slavery. We sure don't seem to care at all about the poor people being trafficked across our southern border. We must never let this go. The border is always a really, really, really big deal. And let's hope, let's hope we get finally some Republicans in there with some teeth to crack down and hold people accountable for this. All right? All right. We'll do it again.